Hello everybody and welcome back to Parts Unknown. It's January the 30th, 2018. 38 years ago, Mrs Green's baby boy was born. I'm your host, Ben Green. It's my 38th birthday and I'm here in the Parts Unknown studio with Carrie Dunn. How are you, Carrie? I'm very good, thank you. Happy birthday! Well, thank you very much, Carrie. Uh, And I have to say, the day started well, but now you've brought something quite spectacular to to the pod here. Can you tell us what it is? I have made um, a series of red velvet cupcakes with buttercream vanilla icing, but the, the, the pièce de résistance of this uh, little piece of bakery uh, is the rice paper figurines on top of the on top of each cake. They are all WWE uh, superstars. I've already eaten the CM Punk one because he's my favourite, and Roman Reigns wasn't here, and I'd have eaten him twice <laughs> if he was here. But uh, we've got uh, Hulk Hogan. We've got Dean Ambrose. Probably not going to touch him, to be honest. I'll eat the cake, but not him. Um, who else is over there? There's I can't see. Goldberg, uh, and there's There's Brock, Brock. and Braun. Yeah, uh, I've eaten the other Braun. So we could do um, a cake-tual reenactment of uh, two-thirds <laughs> of the shockingly bad main event uh, for the for the title. Um, there are no female cakes here. I know. Um, I ordered the uh, little rice paper things on Amazon, and it said an assortment of WWE superstars. So I was hopeful that, you know, there'd be an Alexa Blair, Sasha Banks, a Bailey in there, but apparently not. Yeah, don't Only know, men. Don't they know there's a revolution going on? Obviously not. Steph hasn't told them about it often enough. Stephanie McMahon. We'll come to her a little later. Um, it was uh, it was the Royal Rumble this weekend. How was the Royal Rumble for you? I very much enjoyed it. I'm very fond of the Royal Rumble as a match format. But then once I think back, I really enjoyed both the Rumbles, which bookended the show. But I thought the, the middle section was odd in terms of kind of pacing, in terms of crowd reaction. I thought it was all a little bit weird, but I'm, I'm kind of happy about taking... T- I would take away a positive view of it because I really enjoyed both Rumbles. I agree. Now, you watched it you watched it in one go. I, I watched did. it in two or three chunks um, at, during various moments of insomnia. You went Iron Man. I did. You? I did. I did the did the Iron Woman thing. I tried to get in a tactical nap on Sunday evening. I managed 45 minutes at 7 o'clock and then just got up. So that was not great. But yeah, so I was up watching watching it live on, on the WWE Network. It was, I mean, it was long and with, with the kickoff show thing as well. But yeah. Good show. I'm glad I stayed up. Now, how would you like to approach our breakdown of uh, of the card? Do you want to go match by match, or do you want to do do you want to do rumbles? Let's do the start? rumbles. Yeah. Now, the Royal Rumble itself, the men's rumble. The men's race, Royal Rumble. The men's Royal Rumble. This is. I, th- I think I came into wrestling, uh, I think Survivor Series was the first thing I ever saw. And then, obviously, two, a couple of months later, you've got Royal Rumble coming up. And I remember being absolutely blown away by how exciting this was. The concept, 30 men over the top, or women, over the top, Royal Rumble, the winner becomes whatever, goes to main event something, winner gets the belt. There have been some really crap ones recently. Mm. But I think this one had quite a lot of sparkle. I thought it was really, really well booked. Um, Nakamura obviously came out as the winner. There was uh, some fun confrontations throughout, particularly with him uh, him and Roman right at the end with the Philadelphia crowd all wanting Roman to die and Nakamura went over. Who was your star player? Oh, I think Nakamura did great. I thought Finn Balor was also very, very good. Um, it's interesting what you say about kind of how good the booking was because I had my little three predictions of you know guess who might turn up I didn't guess the hurricane would turn up that was that was not one of my predictions and but what about gold dust was he one of your predictions? no he was not one of my predictions I mean 
it was strange because there weren't that many surprises. There was nobody you can have thought, oh, apart from the hurricane, I think. No, there was no McMahon no. coming out there. No, and there was no kind of, I don't know, Neville, you know, the kind of surprise return. You know, Ray Ray, I suppose, with his amazingly recovered knees. But I guess we'll talk about... Also, he's got tighter trousers on now. Is it? Is it the same person? Is it, it like a he's, robot clone? He's, he's a very small man. So <laughs> they've, they've done well to find... <laughs> To find someone that small who can move as well as him. But yeah, um, you're right. There weren't too many surprises. I mean, in that respect, I think probably Finn mm. sort of being the, uh, the, we've used the phrase already, talking about you staying up, the, uh, the Iron Man there mm-hmm. went about 54 minutes or so, 58 minutes. I can't remember what number he tweeted out and I'm not going to check because no. that is how thorough we are. But yeah, he, he was number two starting up with, um, with Rusev. And he was right there to the end. He was. As well, in his maroon pants. Yeah, I thought that was quite... I thought that was a Daniel Bryan nod, actually. You're not actually going to get Bryan, but I'm going to wear maroon trunks for you. I thought that was quite nice. That's a lovely bit of a tribute thing that I didn't pick up on. But now you say it, it all makes makes sense. Uh, Finn did almost kill Nakamura (laughs) right at the end there. We've talked before about how do you... uh, Yeah. (laughs) How do you work the coup de grace? Yeah, you... You certainly don't do it on someone's throat. Yeah. Did that move go wrong? I think they were fine. I think it was just them doing the New Japan thing. I think it was fine. It's uh, fine. That was really horrible to watch. I was very pleased that Nakamura got up uh, uh, and, could, and could breathe. Because actually, I saw um, a Triple H match not too long ago. I forget which one it is. I think it's an Elimination Chamber match where someone crushes his windpipe. Of course, he finishes the match. Of course. Um But, yeah, that could have been a really nasty injury. And whilst we're talking about my friend Paul, were you disappointed that he didn't come out? No, I was not disappointed. It's a rare show of humility. Well, I think maybe they just thought if Steph's going to be sitting on the announce table for the entire Women's Rumble, perhaps I think just just enough McMahon the Vesks for the day, yeah. Final six that were in this match, your favourite spots, what do you, anything you want to bring up? Yeah, I just wanted to say kind of how well I thought that final four panned out, because... I think Nakamura, since he's been come up to the main roster, has been kind of a bit patchy, maybe, kind of a little bit here and there, not necessarily used consistently, you know, throwing to those tags with blinking Randy Orton. And I thought pitting him and Finn, who's also kind of a little bit patchy and obviously had that injury and was out for so long, against Cena and Reigns in front of such a smarky crowd, I thought that was a stroke of booking genius because, you know, Finn and Nak were then the fan favourites and it was like it had to be one of them against Cena and Reigns and you know the pop that Nat got at the end I thought that was fantastic that was a really nice moment I spoke to our absent friend John Ashdown um, earlier today you'll hear a a little bit of our conversation uh, the bit that did make the edit Um, he said there was a fantastic bit of spot calling from uh, from Cena Cena was shouting his way through that entire thing and um, I I said to him because I'm going to go back to watch this um I've I've hear a lot of criticism about Cena's um, spot calling. I've never noticed it myself, and I've I've tried to you know I'll go back to watch matches where people have said he's outrageous in this. Um, does he do it all the time? And am I just watching the wrong bit? No, he does do it a lot. Um, but again, I usually have to have it pointed out to me because usually I'm paying attention to the story. I'm not necessarily listening. This is why I can put up with you know 
Jerry the King Lawler and Booker T because I'm not actually listening to them because I'm paying attention to what I'm seeing. But yeah, he does do it a lot. If you actually go back and just watch Cena or just listen to Cena, yeah, you can you can see him and hear him saying things. Poor old Booker T, by the way, bumped off Raw for, for the coach. Uh, yeah. It's in the Rollins, uh, the Rollins versus the Bar tag match. There are no timeouts in tag team wrestling. And then he said something stupid after that. And he and Corey had a bit of an argument about the fact that there are no timeouts at all, which is <laughs> what they both said. But Booker, we'll miss you. Not much, but we'll miss you. Let's go back to the Rumble briefly, perhaps final word. So, uh, Nakamura, the winner, and he's going up against AJ. That is an absolutely fantastic sounding match. Can they ruin this? No. There we go. Can they That's... bring Kane into this? They can bring Kane. <laughs> Yes, they probably could, but I don't think they will. I think the Nakamura Styles thing is going to be something really, really special. I'm very excited for it. Should we talk about Kane? If we must. The Beast versus the Monster versus the Machine. The match that no one wanted to see. The match that the crowd were really disinterested in. The match that, I mean, I went to see WWE when they were live here. Was it October? Was it November? November. It's a long time ago. And that's when Kane and, and Strowman were doing their thing and Strowman was throwing Kane through a table and they're still doing it three, four months down the oh, line. Yeah. Um, this match was... I mean, I, I've written here in my notes, I was reminded of beetroots because <laughs> these fairly pale-skinned men were knocking chairs uh, onto each other's backs. They were throwing each other through tables. Uh, they were throwing tables and things over each other and they came out very red very puffy um and it was it was a big sort of it was a hoss fest very little very little for the purist in there yeah i was really bored i was actually doing my expenses during this <laughs> you must have been bored should i go back and rewatch it no i wouldn't bother i mean obviously i was kind of post rumble excitement by that point i think i was eating uh, my shredders and hot milk after after the first rumble but what I did enjoy about that match was Lesnar and Strowman just actually kicking seven bells out of each other. So Strowman catches Lesnar with a stiff knee and Lesnar absolutely wallops him round the head. And, you know, a normal human being would still be in pieces now, but Braun Strowman is, is a monster among men. You've had food poisoning uh, recently. <laughs> I have. How do those two compare, do you think? <laughs> What, would I rather watch that match again or have food poisoning? And food poisoning is horrible. I did think I was going to die. I didn't think I was going to die watching that match, but I did think I might fall asleep. So, What's the cause of the food poisoning? Sushi. I'm never eating sushi again. Well, while you uh, relive those terrible, traumatic <laughs> moments of, of the sushi, and did you see the story about the tapeworm? I the did. Sushi? I also saw that was the that week I was having food the poisoning. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't nice. Wasn't nice. Um, listeners, go and have a look at the Guardian. It's a fine newspaper, um, and the story about the five foot long tapeworm that was pulled out of someone's ass. While we take a break, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Your hero, Sami Zayn, who's now a big baddie. He's not. He's righteous and good. But he just has a hat of evil. Have you seen the mix match challenge vignettes he's been doing with Becky? Yes. I love them. The evil hat. She puts the hat on and she's evil. It's so cool. Yeah, my, my, my eight-year-old son enjoyed the mix match challenge whilst I was doing something in another room. And I said to him, this is really kid-friendly. You'll like it. And that's kind of how I see it panning out yeah i think that's the idea and i think i think they're doing it really well and one of the things i actually really like about the mixed match challenge is you actually have the men and women interacting in a kind of friendship way a a colleague's way a professional respect way which you don't really get in wwe that much it's always kind of you know relationships and jealousy and nonsense like that but yeah i'm really enjoying the mixed match challenge the men are not allowed to hit the women are the women allowed to hit the men I don't think I saw to... the finish of Finn yeah. versus whoever. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's kind of accidentally the women are allowed to kind of do spots and the men can kind of be in there. So side. if you've got to immediately tag out? Yeah. What happens if you mid move? I don't know. I didn't make the rules. We digress. We digress. Yes, we do. Um, yes, AJ versus mm. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Um, a weird story going into this. Uh, and you know AJ deserves better than a, a shitty storyline, and I think Kevin Owens can do better. And uh, Sami Zayn has elevated himself by being a baddie. But I thought this was all over the place in terms of storytelling. I thought that the the in in ring action was not bad at all, and we were seeing three non WWE guys in a title match, mm. which was which was quite exciting. But were you concerned at all that AJ? with the most famous belt in the company, is opening a pay-per-view again. He, he opened WrestleMania as well. He opened this. He was the champion in this one. That's no, This is no place for a championship match. I think it's the reliability issue because who else are you going to put there? Well, I would have put the women's match here first. But you couldn't have put the women's match there first because you had the Ronda payoff. I'd have saved Ronda for Raw. Well, so would most normal people, but WWE clearly weren't going to. So as soon as I heard that the Women's Rumble was going on last, it was clearly, okay, you've got Ronda uh, in some way. So the Women's Rumble had to go on last. Let's talk about that Women's Rumble. We've just segued into it. A lot of old ladies in this. Like Oscar, who's 36. Really, really, really old people. It was amazing. I loved it. Who's your favourite um, sort of comeback? Molly person? Holly. Molly yeah. Holly. And Mrs Undertaker as well. Yeah. Michelle McCall. She looked great. She did look great. I was just sitting there thinking, there are a lot of 40-somethings in this match really brought their worker boots and looking amazing while they're doing it. It was good stuff. I love seeing Lita. Lita was my favourite back in the day. I mean, I, I was a Lita person. I met Lita last Trish. year. It was great. Your friend Amy? My friend Amy, yeah. Got a picture with her and everything. Uh, Lita has lots of names written on her sleeve, which wasn't immediately obvious, but uh, Stephanie pointed it out to us. And it was Stephanie who brought up China. It was. I was Which actually I really gobsmacked. So hopefully China for the Hall of Fame this year. Maybe. Well, I don't know. No, I thought the Lita thing was lovely. As soon as she came out, so she had the Time's Up thing on her shirt and she had the names of the uh, fallen wrestlers who had gone before her. I thought that was really sweet. Oh, were they all dead people? Yeah. I just thought they were just people who weren't invited. No, okay, no, I, I, I didn't. Was, I didn't pay I too much was, attention. I think it was to the that. dead. Oh well, that's a that's a very nice, touching tribute. As was uh, Sasha Banks's Wonder Woman outfit. I really like that outfit. I would totally wear that. I, I would have changed if I was Sasha, who I like a lot. Um, I wouldn't have had purple hair with it. I know that they all have to have a distinct hair color <laughs> as part of their brand <laughs> identity. I'd have gone black for that. 
you know, from Wonder Womaning. Yeah, she could have put like extension, like braids or something at least. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, th- thirty ladies in this. Some of them um, people coming up from like the NXT promos. Some of them the classic era divas and women's before that. Bit of the Bella Twins there. Yeah. Less impressed with that. It wasn't a huge surprise, but... Um, I th- but but being in the final four, perhaps I, the final three? Yeah, I wasn't so pleased about that. I, I thought it was quite nice that they were there, I suppose, because I suppose they are the kind of the ones with the, with the crossover mainstream appeal. And I guess uh, Brie also benefited from the, from the Daniel Bryan pop. <laughs> so there was that. Vicky Guerrero spot, I know you have to have a bit of comedy. She took the safest bump in the history of safe bumps. She did. Um, again, I kind of think... It was a waste of a spot, though, wasn't it? But I think she deserved to be there. All the stick that she got for the years that she was there and being the butt of everyone's jokes, I think being part of that historic kind of first rumble was, was a nice thing for her. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what about on the outside of the ring? Stephanie McMahon is commentating... Yeah. She's not very good at commentating. She's not very good at commentating. And and Alexa and Charlotte are sitting on the outside in their chairs with their belts there, looking a bit awkward. Mm. Um I didn't I wasn't happy with any no. of these things at all. No, the Steph thing was surprising because she's a really good talker. I mean in terms of kind of improvis- improvisation, she's excellent and she cuts a great promo. Commentating, she was dreadful. Oh, she was so flat. Vince, her father, of course, was uh, was also a, a shockingly bad commentator, but quite entertaining for it. Um, it seems like Stephanie has sort of taken after her mother here rather than her dad in, in terms of showmanship. It was really disappointing. Yeah, no, it it, it it was not good. And I thought that yeah, the Alexa and the Charlotte sitting in their spinny chairs. That was it, it. Was strange. I mean, but again, I see why they had them there because they wanted to have Alexa and Charlotte being a visible part of this historic first rumble. So I understand why they were there. But yes, it did look strange. Maybe well, they, they could have had thrones or something. Yeah, maybe could have been like the Beckhams. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Well, you, um, bring back King of the Ring, but make it Queen of the Ring. That would be terrific. Let's do it. Book it. Okay, Oscar won. Making it two Japanese superstars on the same night to win. Awesome. Is there anything interesting about that? Um, I think there is a lot of interesting things about that. Obviously, they've had their uh, NXT shows in Japan. I think there's uh, a concerted move to broaden WWE's appeal, particularly with the boom in New Japan at the moment. But also potentially maybe a working relationship over there with obviously the, the Jericho thing as well. don't know what's going on there. It's all very interesting. I'm. I really enjoy seeing Oscar. I think she looks great. Um, she's she's got some very very hard kicks on I her, love but her. She, she her facials are great. She's got a sense of humour, definitely. And I thought she was an absolute superstar here. I really enjoyed the way that she got rid of uh, whichever Bella it was, Nikki. It was Nikki Bella at the end. I really enjoyed that. Which brings us on to the finale, where Charlotte and Alexa are in the ring massive charlotte and absolutely tiny alexa in the ring holding their belts and um oscar's sort of eeny meeny miny mowing and then the music hits and and it's rowdy ronda rousey yeah with a big jacket with roddy piper's jacket it was nice um i think that they the symbolism was nice i don't think she looked great in it i thought that (laughs) she looked like she was wearing 
a huge coat. Yeah, but the, and you didn't get to see her biceps. And then it, it was it was all so strangely done because because it was supposed to be a surprise, then nobody could actually explain that it's actually Roddy Piper's jacket. So yeah. that all kind of came out the day well, after. Stephanie, for one, couldn't explain. No, exactly. No, Corey said, "Did you see this coming, stuff? I've got no idea. <laughs> but no, yeah. But so if it's a surprise, they couldn't give the context. So it just looked like she was wearing this giant jacket. Yeah, it, it was, was strange. Useful how she brought her um, music and yes. and a Titan Tron graphic as well for it being a surprise <laughs> that no one knew about. She put a USB stick. Yeah, yeah guys, <laughs> maybe. And timed it to come out right at the end and got through security. <laughs> Nevertheless, kayfabe aside, kayfabe aside, she came in. And it's been revealed, of course, everyone knows this by now. She's now a full-time employee, whatever that means in terms of her schedule, blah 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 But she came in and she just pointed. She's like this mute... <laughs> really uncharismatic really pointing. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, who I very much enjoyed during her UFC run. She was very exciting to watch fight. She's a huge fan of WWE. She's been in many crowds. She's been interviewed. Uh, she's an absolutely sensational signing for them. Um, but... For someone who is so steeped in wrestling um, and sort of knowing how to do things, her pointing and all of this stuff was just <laughs> bizarrely dreadful. It I mean, was. she needed to go to developmental to work on her pointing. Yeah, and kind of the way she walked around the ring and she was she was doing the baby face thing of kind of smiling at the crowd and slapping hands and then the stare down with Steph. I don't really understand what was happening there and... She puts out a hand to Asuka, and Asuka's just like, no, I'm not having this. I, I just thought it was all very strangely done. I wasn't in, even sure that Charlotte, Alexa, and Asuka were expecting it. Maybe it was a surprise to them, because they look really lost. And I don't know how she's going to sort of... I mean, she, clearly she's going to be like a Brock Lesnar killer mm. sort of person, whether she's going to be a silent killer with Heyman as her mouthpiece or someone like that. God, maybe even Paige is her manager now. Because Paige, poor Paige, needs mm. something to do. But you know, she can talk. She's American. She's done. She's done a lot of talk shows. She's got great charisma. She sold. You know, she's the biggest star in UFC before Conor McGregor. Yeah, you know, she she didn't get to show any physicality mm. or any anything on a pay per view. This is you know the biggest opportunity uh, for her to do so. Uh, instead, she just grunted well she didn't even grunt she just sort of held out her hand and no one wanted to shake it so where do you think this goes do you think that she's going up against oscar do you think there's a tag team match is there a fatal four-way you know she's completely inexperienced in the ring so i think they need somehow to cover her up how can you possibly possibly put her into a feud with any of those three women in the ring you've literally just had this historic rumble to give asuka a title shot against one of these girls you can't just have Ronda Rousey show and go, actually, look, I'm here now, guys. I would like a belt. So I'm presuming that they're going to resurrect that angle with Steph and well, The Rock and Triple H. Well, do you find this sort of as... Oh, God. Sorry, you've just said that. <laughs> I was about. Sorry. <laughs> really? So you see WrestleMania being uh, the McMahon-Helmsley faction versus The Rock and Ronda Express? Well, I hate the idea of that. I really do. I would prefer that to wasting an Asuka program on Ronda Rousey and an experienced Ronda Rousey because I think Asuka is amazing. Sorry, you're uh, sorry. I've ruined everything, haven't everything I? Everything floated there has just ruined my day. Sorry, I'll want some more cake again. Yeah, let's have a break and I'll have some more cake to try and cheer up. <laughs> right. Well, after that interlude. <laughs> 
I've just eaten um, a Braun Strowman cake, which is very nice, and I feel slightly more pepped up. We've been playing a fun game <laughs> about um, booking our own mixed match challenge. Listeners, you can join in as well. We've been talking about husband and wife teams teaming up and having a bit of a go at each other. Who do, who do we go for? Well, obviously, we've got the Bellas and Cena and Brian. That'll be quite interesting Would because be. obviously the Bellas are going to look like they're going to set up a feud again after that ridiculous. I mean, how stupid is Brie? Every single time. She just Nikki doesn't is learn. Evil. She doesn't learn. She's stupider than Sting. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we've got Undertaker and Michelle McCool. Yep. versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Yep. We've got Gargano, Gargano, uh, Gargano. Gargano and Larray. Yeah. Against Oh, Alexa and whichever Blake and Murphy she's yeah. with. We've got Bailey and her and her other half who isn't in WWE but is a wrestler. Yeah. Seth Rollins and the Nazi. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not they're not together anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dean and Renee. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> And Roman Reigns and me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's put me in a better mood. And I'll tell you what else put me in a better mood. Uh, a really good mood as well. Ric Flair is the colonel. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I did see someone tweeting straight afterwards. Like, Who's updated his Wikipedia page? Make sure that's on there quickly. But yeah, it was funny. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Significantly. Uh, let's just quickly run through two tag matches before some exciting news. Um we had um, Shelton Benjamin and Clark Gable, as I like to call him, or Marty Gennetti and Ahmed Johnson, against the Usos. The Usos are the most improved players on the main roster, I think, in the past year. I know, on, on promo and in Just ring. Just in everything. Really good. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're getting silly up in Philly. That was my favourite uh, line of the night, apart from everything to do with um, finger-licking <laughs> Uh, there was a really stunning moonsault here by by Gable, um, and I thought another screwy finish. I thought, which yeah. seemed to catch the crowd slightly cold. Yeah, well, because it's a two out of three falls match. I've never <laughs> seen it, isn't it? one two nil. That's exactly. I mean, everyone's always expecting. Okay, you win one, they win one, and then they've got a def- deciding one. But the fact it was two clean falls, yeah, it was. I think to everyone unawares a little bit. So the Usos retained. Um, Rollins and Jason Jordan, however, went in as champions, but they are no longer champs because the, the bar beat them. They did. This was another one that I thought the story they're trying to tell was a little bit strange. It's so, a tastefully implied concussion story. I hate line. when they do concussion storylines because they always do it in a kind of real men don't get concussions way. Yeah, it's such a blow to the head that he he tagged himself in then tagged himself out yeah but real men should fight through concussions maybe I don't yeah. know I don't know whether I'm just doing WWE a disservice because that's what I'd expect from them but that's what I was it's not the first concussion storyline that they've put out there certainly since we've been doing this this show um, yeah wasn't wasn't great um, I don't even think that um, uh, Cesar and Seamus had to do anything in particular to make this uh, make this an exciting match I, I thought it was it was pretty flat Mm. To be honest, um, my big question here: You're a big fan of Seth Rollins. I am. What's the point of his wristbands? <laughs> they always get untied. They do always get untied. They do always come. He's off. the only one who sort of wears the tie-up ones. I don't know. Why doesn't he just wear John Cena like sweatbands? I don't know. Like, Elasticated. I'll thing. tweet him or find his mum on Twitter and ask her. She's. I'm sure <laughs> she'd be receptive to it. Who's the NXT champion at the moment? Andrade Cien Almas. Who is his manager? Zelina Vega. She's absolutely gorgeous, and she was married. She's married to Austin Aries. 
Is she really? Yes. That's interesting. Just throwing it out there. I think she's great. I think she can do a. She's awesome. A hell of a promo. She can do a hell of a Hurricane Rana. Matt Hardy and Lita. No, it'll be sad. They should go in the mixed match challenge. It's the divorce. The divorcees. That's a good name for a tag team. Oh no, that'll be sad because then they'll start bringing all the breakup. Then they'll have. We can't do that. Has Jeff Hardy ever had a girlfriend? <laughs> Can you imagine going out of Jeff Hardy? That'd be terrible. Yeah. CM Punk's had lots of girlfriends. He has had lots of girlfriends. It's CM Punk and AJ Lee. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Rusev and Lana. This is the best. Oh, this Naomi the best game, and the Uso. The Uso that she's married to. Paige and Alberto Del Rio. They're not together anymore. No? Okay. That would be another awkward one. <laughs> Vince and Linda. No. Steph and Triple H. No. They'd win. <laughs> They would win, you know, a, a lot, all the time. Really, really distinctively. Um, Ultimate Warrior and Dana Warrior. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior's dead, I'm sorry. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of some people. <laughs> people here. who aren't dead. Sean and Sensational Sherry. <laughs> Sean and Sonny. <laughs> Allegedly. Brett and Sonny. Allegedly. The Godwins and Sonny. <laughs> Oh, listeners, um, we're going to wrap things up <laughs> shortly. Um, listen, you've heard what Carrie and I have had to say. Should we hear from our old friend John Ashdown, the person who helped me start up this podcast 12 months ago? Let's uh, let's find out what he thought about This Is Royal Rumble. I thought it was fine. I thought it was it was a little bit spot-free. But it had a, it had a decent amount of, of star power, and I think it was nice to see a, a winner that was popular in the arena on the night my, i always think with the rumble the best rumbles contrary to what sort of people might sometimes think the best rumbles are the, are the ones where you, you you actually know who's going to win there's an obvious winner um you know you think of the rumbles that austin won or the uh you know before that even sort of um, hogan and flair you know there were obvious guys who were sort of on that trajectory where winning the rumble was kind of was almost obvious um and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing so I kind of slightly think it loses points for um, not having an obvious winner. Um, although, I mean, the way that the, you know, the WWE's booked these days, you, you know, everybody's more or less equal anyway. So, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there is never sort of, if this is kind of the, the rumble of the future where uh, we pick, you know, somebody gets plucked from, um, you know, we go into rumbles not really having an obvious kind of, um, guy who's going to definitely win it, and we have like um, a much more even, uh, even playing field. Interesting, John. Now, uh, you and I, we've we've come a long way uh, in the twelve months since we sat in my hotel room around midnight in deepest darkest Blackpool, uh, having just had our cameraman thrown out of uh, the UK Championship by uh, by WWE security. John, it's been it's been so emotional. It's been painful on so many levels. Can we still watch uh, wrestling together sometime? I think we should. I, I, I want to go back to those days. I want to go back to the days when we have a, have a pizza and a salad and some fruit teas and sit somewhere and have a laugh for three hours. And then, at the, and then think, at the, what, what are we doing with our lives? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Carrie, that was uh, John Ashdown, the man who's permanently lost his smile. John, if you're listening... We hope you feel better. Um, Now, listen, a little bit of a hint there in what uh, John and I were talking about, Carrie, that this is indeed our 18th episode and our final 
episode of Parts Unknown. Dot dot dot. For now, for now, listeners. Um, you probably know that I set up a production company in the summer, and uh, we'll be bringing this show into the Muddy Knees Media Empire in the next couple of weeks and months. There'll be a new presenter. Fine idea. There'll be new guests, Carrie. You're uh, you're still invited, of course, because there is only one professor of wrestling. There'll be new music, uh, a new treatment combining a bit of nostalgia, uh, even better coverage of the current product. Uh, there might even be an odd superstar interview or two. Is that exciting? That's very, very exciting. Who would you most like to interview? Sammy Zane. What would you ask Sammy? What would I ask Sammy? I would ask him about whether he's heard from El Generico, his friend who went to Mexico to work with, work with the orphans, because I worry about that guy. Okay, well, Carrie, I'm sure you'll uh, agree with me when I said, listeners, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, What started is basically a way for me to legitimise my desire to watch wrestling and get The Guardian to pay for me and John to go to the UK Championship Tournament and interview Triple H um, has turned into a runaway success with uh, a very modest uh, subscriber base. But from acorns do great things grow, no? Yes? Is that how you say it? Do oak trees grow. Exactly. I can always rely on you to complete a proverb. (laughs) And things like that. Uh, thank you very much for supporting us. Thank you, Carrie, for coming aboard in these final sort of six months. And I, I'd like to think that these have been the best months. This has been the, the attitude era of uh, <laughs> the parts unknown journey. <laughs> Nothing like that sort of Hulkamania, Ashdown-a-mania era when we started off. But yeah, in terms of podcasting, <laughs> there'll be the kind of the women's revolution. The podcasting revolution is coming down the road, people. This has been Parts Unknown. I've been Ben Green. You've been Carrie Dunn. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.